Hey, everybody. My name is Robert Woods, founder of Banneret, the platform that helps businesses register for training programs sponsored by the VA. And you're listening to the Knight's Tale podcast, where we discuss the tips, tools, tactics, and mindsets required for a successful transition out of the military. Thanks for listening. And today we have a special guest, U.S. Army veteran Joe Wimple. I haven't spoken with Joe in a while, and I thought it would be great for you, the listener, to hear Joe's story and learn about his incredible energy, his passion for learning, his natural ability to adapt in situations, and his apparent adoration for the human resources industry. I met Joe at a Deloitte University Corps weekend and realized that we had a lot in common and we had a similar path in the fact that we were both in uh, college programs at the time and we had recently separated. Uh, We were also both in New York City and we were trying to experience all of the educational and professional development tools offered by some of the best organizations, including the Deloitte Corps program. And um, I'll leave a link to the more information about that program in the show notes. But in addition to being one of the most well-rounded hardworking people I know. I see Joe as a person that took complete control of his career and has been establishing himself as an incredibly talented young leader in his industry. And Joe tells his story in his interview uh, in a way that I feel like a lot of people can relate. So here's our interview with my buddy, Joe Wimple. Um, I'm really into Freakonomics. And, um, it, yeah, and The Daily, which I really like. Yeah. Uh, I, I've started off, I've been developing a pattern of starting off my day with the daily to learn about something that's going on. And right. um, I really like, there's this guy named Matt Diabella who created a podcast called The Daily Grind. And he taught, he's a freelancer and a filmmaker and a podcaster. And he kind of talks to other creative people about um, how they manage their business and their YouTube channels and motivation. So he's, he's pretty cool. But I love... Uh, yeah, I, I don't know where it happened, but like this wave of just loving podcasts. <laughs> it's like you contact me at a really good time in my life because I just I have been enjoying these. Right. And I think podcasts, they're like growing, you know, like the, the popularity of them. Because like sometimes, like I think I started listening to, listening to my first podcast maybe about three years ago. Mm-hmm. And from there, I was like, this is the best. Like I don't have to listen to the same songs over and over. I can like get new information about this. And then I got into uh, the audio books and I realized, okay, audio learning is kind of, it's, it's so fun. <laughs> like reading to you. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I, I enjoy it. And especially us being in New York, we're constantly on the go. Exactly. Those headphones and like you're out and about and you're experiencing life, but at the same time you're learning. So you can't beat it as a New Yorker. You can't. Exactly, man. So, um, as far as the podcast goes, uh, we basically already started it. You know, we got into <laughs> the way yeah. that you think a little bit. Um, so can you talk a little bit about how long you were in the military, what you were doing, um, and things like that? Yeah, um, my, I think my, my military career is probably remarkably interesting as in comparison to others. Um, as a kid, I was always athletic, ready to go, ready to rumble. <laughs> um, I wanted to be like a hero slash superhero. I, I just, I always wanted to save everybody and everything. And um, I didn't, I wasn't an academic. I didn't really have motivation to do well in school. 
And I, I, quite frankly, I just didn't care as a kid. I was a bit mischievous up to no good. And <laughs> I, but I wanted to go in the military. So I did the ASVAB mm. and my ASVAB score was horrific. My ASVAB score was terrible to the point where the Navy rejected me. They were like, um, we don't even know what to say to you. And the Army was like, well, you made us by one point. And I was so happy. I was 17. I was dancing around. I was like, <laughs> I was like I'm going to go in the Army. And okay. they were like, well, the only job we have because of your low score is um, laundry. You could be a laundry person. And I was like 17. So I was, mm-hmm. far. So I was like, okay, I'll get my foot in the door. I'll be running around. I'll be jumping out of trucks, throwing whatever. I'll do some laundry. That's fine. So I ended up going into the military, and um, I did my training as a laundry person, which is like a lot of sanitation, a lot of um, ironing, sewing. It was crazy. I never thought that was a job. And then the minute I got to my unit, which is um, the uh, most uh, military personnel describe like um, describe basic training as elementary through high school and then your AIT advanced training as college. And um, after I quote unquote technically graduated my military college and uh, left my training, I went to my unit and then um, I was hanging out in what they have as a, as a break room where um, all the soldiers kind of hang out together, just pass the time when we're not doing anything. And I was with a bunch of laundry people and my first sergeant, who was like, you know, a, a boss or a CEO, I guess, um, yeah. took me, um, took each soldier individually to organize a file system that he had and mm-hmm. wanted to test us out to see who was great at organizing. And I liked organizing. I wasn't academic, but I liked organizing files and paperwork. So I just kind of stumbled in and I was like, yeah, I'll do this. Okay. And I did it well. And he was like, great. Now you're in charge of all HR. in charge of all training and human resources and i was just like what i was like i joined the military to never pick up a pen again that's what i always said to everybody i was bragging i was like i'm never gonna write i'm never gonna (laughs) gonna do anything i'm just gonna jump out of planes for the rest of my life jump out of a plane go back in jump out of a plane go back in and then he's like congrats you're in charge of all hr and now i work in global hr and wow. it's crazy how it just took me through that. And um, I realized what I was good at through, throughout this crazy experience of going in as a laundry person and then doing this test on me to see if I was wow. well-versed in organization. So it, it just, it was crazy. So I acted as my unit's um, orderly room and training room supervisor within the army. Um, there were, I started off the role as, I was an E1, I was a fuzzy, and I ended as a specialist, and there was a few, there were a few soldiers that um, worked underneath me that were either getting med boarded or had Mm -hmm. disciplinary action, they were, they were like lower rank than I was at the time, but I, I technically, I delegated them work, but because I wasn't an NCO, I was never a supervisor, but I did oversee all HR needs for my unit. I was in a medical, I was in a combat support hospital in a medical unit. Uh, right. So that's, that's my random story of how I literally <laughs> so poor in the ASVAB. And then I just like kept advancing and growing up and I didn't let anything get in my way because when I first, when I started doing HR and administration and training and just organizing, talking to people, 
I realized like, okay, I'm really good at this. Where did this come from? I didn't even know my whole life I had this. And now I'm like swimming upstream to make in the business world. It's crazy. That is amazing. And it's, you know, it's funny how, you know, you use the natural talent, pretty much a natural gift of yours to help propel you forward and kind of make the trajectory of your career um, just change almost seemingly overnight the way that you, uh, (laughs) the way that you said it. But, um, you know, that is amazing. And, you know, I, I think a lot of people have different experiences from when they come in based on their mindset when they get in. Um, and it seemed like you were just so amped to be in that anything would have pretty much made you a beast in my mind. Like, cause you are, were motivated. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. Like in the military, there's no negotiating salary. There's no exactly. negotiation. You can't be like, oh, you know, this role is great, but I think I'm going to stay home. And like, there's none of that. The right. They told me I was in charge of HR. I was like, okay, I'm going to learn everything I can. I'm going to mm. learn every policy. I'm going to sit down with everybody. I'm going to make connection. I'm going to be the best. Because that's what you would wow. do. We're competing with all other E1s, E2s to like make rank and right. there were all these laundry people and I was like, okay, I have an advantage. These individuals are doing laundry all day and I'm <laughs> behind a desk mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm meeting people, I'm reporting to colonels, I'm reporting to sergeant majors while, you know, they're doing technically the job, my MOS, I'm not doing it so I just, I kept growing from it and it's so random how it happened. That is, uh, that's awesome, man. So I know you spent a few years in the army and you basically, you did your thing, you killed it. So what was your mindset when you were getting out and when you were making that transition? What were you thinking? Like, hey, I want to go, I want to go to college. I want to do this and that. What, what were you thinking? Yeah, absolutely. So I did take a gap year. I really needed a year to um, hang out with my friends and family because I was so far away from New York City yep. and New York. And um, I think I really needed that in my framework. I just needed that time to be spontaneous and wild. <laughs> and um, I knew, and I started slowly going to college, to community college, just to have, uh, just to propel myself yep. and explore options. And I didn't really feel panicked by any means. I knew that. I was really good at human resources, HR, administrative work, and business writing. But I didn't know, I knew where my strong set, what, like what my strong set was with my skills, but I mm-hmm. didn't really know necessarily what I wanted to focus on. Um, so eventually, I, um, throughout time, I started, I, I moved to the city, I started going to community college here, I started just experimenting with things and throwing darts at the dartboard. Yeah. Just figuring it out. And I was, um, I started to, I tried out journalism. I tried out politics. I tried out policy. I was taking photography for bands, um, doing music journalism, just trying to figure it out. But somehow things were kind of segueing back to human resources <laughs> and always like going back to HR. And I didn't mind it. I was like, I'm just going to kind of figure it out. I'm going to kind of work things out. Um, I, I worked at my college's Veterans Resource Center doing like um, doing higher ed as well as certifying GI bills. And um, 
I was organizing systems for them. So no matter what I was doing, I was always organizing systems and trying to make things better while having that human interaction. So I was like, okay, you're pretty good at business, but I still want you to figure things out. So I got into one of the best communication programs in New York. And I was like, I'm going to get my bachelor's in communications because I feel like it's a very broad subject and I'm going to a notable school. So I went to Pace University because they have a, a good alumni network, um, a, right. strong, a strong education, like a strong department with the communications. So I was accepted to Pace and I just kept rolling along with it and everything just kind of just was pinpointing myself. Uh, like just everything went back to HR. Like I interviewed for, I was interviewing for like internships with CNN, MSNBC. Yeah. I'm trying to think like, um, journalism and like media and I would just like didn't feel fulfilled and I was like uh this is kind of forced like I was going after careers that I thought were hip and I was like it would be really hip to be a journalist and I was like but I kind of miss HR so I eventually um ended up doing work study for the department of veteran affairs um for their HR management department and then the day before I graduated undergrad I got offered a really good role in HR management, overseeing the employment needs of almost 200 federal employees. And I was like, okay, this is a really high, this is like a top-notch HR role Hmm. in the federal government. You might as well take it and run with this. And around that time, I started um, my master's in HR management, and I started just to love it. I really like, I just embellished HR, the science behind it, the human-to-human interaction. I just kept going with it. Right. That, that's amazing, man. So it seems like you were, you're really big on self-awareness and it seems like you, you, you let yourself, you gave yourself some time to kind of grow and feel yourself out. And still this, this, <laughs> this thing about HR still seemed to uh, come about Mm-hmm. in your career and things like that. Um, where do you see yourself going within the next five, five, ten years uh, in HR? Absolutely. So now I just got a new role um, at a global insurance firm. Nice. I'm doing exactly what I want to do in HR. Um, I am acting as a junior business partner, which is, um, it's so funny because there's so many ways in which you can go in HR. There, there's, there's so many directions to be pulled in and it's really popular and hip to be a recruiter. It's mm-hmm. the thing is to be a recruiter. <laughs> and I don't, I think recruiting is repetitive and it's mm-hmm. and I want a challenge. I want, I want to deal with specific experiences. So in my current role, I'm more or less like a global, it's like a hybrid of being like an employment lawyer and a consultant around without actually having a law degree and um, just being a professional problem solver on a global yeah. scale. And I, I love it already. Um, in the next three to five years, I would love to eventually make partner because right now I'm a junior, um, which is completely fine. I'm working my way up, just clawing through, making connections, you know, going into the office, trying to shake as many hands as possible and to get my name out there. And um, I would love to make partner. And eventually I have so many different goals in my professional, in my professional life. I um, would, I want to eventually 
run human resources at a startup. I would wow. love to like move more towards like the tech world and run HR at some sort of growing business or a startup. That would be just phenomenal. And I also am considering starting a nonprofit for those who are interested in employment. I, um, I did, do you know, are you familiar with mission continues? I've heard of it. Yep. Yeah. It's a fellowship where you work at a nonprofit, you volunteer with a nonprofit and um, the mission continues to support you with that. It's specifically for veterans. And um, I volunteer with LGBT youth, uh, homeless youth, and ended up setting them up with jobs and um, corresponding with um, corresponding with uh, HR professionals in the city. And I really like that. So I would love to eventually go out on my own and start a nonprofit around employment rights and getting um, those like underprivileged youth or underprivileged young adults employed. So that's something I'm very interested in as well right. in the future. But um, that would be more of a side thing, which would be exhausting, but I think it would be fulfilling to do for like five years, let it grow and then pass it off, you know? Of course, of course, and that sounds uh, similar to what, uh, what was it, 4Block? I think you were a part of 4Block as well, right? Yeah, that's, I got my current role because I'm in 4Block, uh, because I did 4Block, and that's how I mm. make connections to, make my, to get into my current role, because it's really, it's, it's HR out here in like Midtown or the Financial District, or it's just in New York City, it's so cutthroat. It's so cutthroat. It's so right. hard to like, make those connections. So I owe everything to Four Block. They were awesome. Tell, can you tell me a little bit more about Four Block and what the process was like? Or oh, like absolutely. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, actually, I found out about Four Block in undergrad when I was at Pace. I, I, I forgot if I mentioned this, but I went to Pace for undergrad for my communications degree, and now I'm also back at Pace for my HR degree my master's so if i reference pace it could go either way but um when i was in undergrad we had a mandatory class for um we had a mandatory class for veterans and in the class every single week a guest speaker would come and tell us about some sort of incentive or program for veterans and it was so helpful and um Damien Bartolo, he was, um, yeah, Hello, like, Damien. Yeah, he was amazing. He came in and told us about it and I was like, you know what? I gotta, I gotta figure out what I want to do. Why not? This is great. So I ended up buying a suit. I asked for like a suit for my parents. I got this like maroon <laughs> suit. It was very loud. <laughs> I needed to like impress everybody. And we kept going from company to company around the city. And, um, I went to the firm that I'm working at now and I just, I made connections right off the bat. Mm. Um, I ended up meeting um, a manager of talent and we just kept in touch for a year and just, I sent her my updated resume and I just noticed. And now that I got the role, I was told it was a very competitive position. So just being out there and going to Ford Block and just presenting myself and talking about the skills that I could bring to the table. And I guess one advantage that I do have is typically in these events at Ford Block, they send out HR people. So it's really easy for me to just relate and be like, wow, you do HR? I'm in HR too. So um, that I just, Ford Block is the reason why I got what is now my current dream role. So I really owe it to Ford Block. It's an amazing program. And they're growing too. It started here, yep. it was like here and in Boston and DC. It was like a very small, uh, small, um, like the chapters popping around. But now, it's right, 
Yeah, all over the country. I mean, they Mike Abrams, uh, Damian, you know, the whole team. They're pretty, yeah. pretty amazing. When did you go through Fort Bluff? Uh, I actually never did. Um, oh. Yeah, I should. I, what'd you say? You got to do it. Yeah, probably. I probably should have. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a great company. Um, I know they have like a they have a training program that's online that they actually distribute, um, and you actually have it. You know lifetime access to it uh, after you go through it now which is pretty cool yeah it's it's incredible you could always hop on like any sort of events and they have like i got a free suit from them right really like it's like a hickey freeman suit it was like a 1300 suit wow four block and i use the suit when i interview from time to time it's 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 a good setup to say the least right that is amazing um Oh, sorry, I didn't interrupt you. Oh, no, no, go ahead. Um, you do have to do work when you're in four block, too, in order to gain the certificate. Yeah. Um, there was, like, online, there was an online coursework, which was crazy, because at this time, I was doing 21 credits in undergrad, like, stressing myself out, so I could mm. really have enough time on my job to, like, do my whole master's. So right. I don't know how I, like, it was just a lot of coffee, but um, <laughs> it, was, it was not bad. It was not that I definitely am so thankful that I took the initiative to do it. That that is awesome. And so before we uh, before we close out, what what kind of things do you do? You know, when you're not at work or school, um, you have any pets or anything? Um, my girlfriend's roommate has a cat, so I hang out with the cat. <laughs> eventually, we want to move in together and get a cat, um, but not right now. Um, in my spare time. I, um, I, 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 I'm really social. I'm a little too social where it gets in the way of things where I have to move <laughs> actually far from my friends. All my friends live in Brooklyn and I've, um, cl- closeted myself off to Queens. So I don't socialize that much. Um, I'm really into biking. I, I bike, like if I get on my bike beyond just city biking, like I city bike to get from point A to point B. Um, I get on my bike. I can, I like do like 30 mile bike rides. I wake up at like five in the morning and go like from, you know, Astoria to Coney Islands. And I, I just, I love biking for significantly long amounts of time. Um, and I'm really into music. Um, I, like I said, I wanted to be, um, my dream for a bit was to be a music photographer and travel the country, but it was just like, I just wanted a little bit more of like a a better schedule, but I'm really into like pop punk alternative music. I go to a lot of concerts, whether it's like somehow knowing somebody and getting into a show for free or paying, I, I'm always like probably once, like once every two weeks I'm going to a concert, whether it's like in like somebody's basement in Brooklyn or like at the Barclay Center. I just, I love music so much. And that's just something that I just always want to carry with me. I can't wait to get like a corner office so I can actually have a record player in my office. (laughs) Like part of my plan. But yeah, so I just like biking and music and just hanging out with friends. My family lives on Long Island, so they're not that far. So yeah, I uh, I do enjoy photography. I used to really be into it when I had more um, when I had more time, and I used to go and like photograph bands. And I I used to like beg um, beg these venues and these band managers for on stage passes, mm-hmm. and I used to like hop up and like be in these musicians' faces with my camera 
But um, <laughs> I, I still, like, have, like, tons of footage from when I was younger. Like, I was really into it when I was, like, 21, 22. It kind of died out. But from time to time, I'll bring my camera out and try to make get some, like, good photos of really good bands. But that, that's right. pretty much about it. That is, that's awesome, man. It sounds like you're really living a really full life and, you know, just grabbing life by the horns. That's, that's amazing. Yeah, dude. You got to. You, I feel like in New York, if you're not always trying to socialize or meet people, you're doing it wrong. And like, this is the best <laughs> in the world because it makes you so resilient. Being a New Yorker, you're used to getting punched in the face by life over and over again. But every time you get up, it's just more glorious. Like this is the best city to do it. So yeah, I'm just trying to just trying to relax and balance everything at the same time, which is complex with work and grad school. Yeah, I can only imagine, man. And I'm sure your time is uh, really valuable. And I really appreciate you for for joining us on the podcast today. And Joe, man, thanks so much. I really appreciate yeah. it, man. Of course. If you need anything else, please reach. I'm really glad we got to connect. And if for some reason. Are you-